to this podcast produced by Imagine, your resource for early childhood music therapy. Imagine is produced by Della Vista Publisher and can be found on the web at www.imagine.musictherapy.biz. This podcast is entitled Beyond the Clinic, what music therapists need to know about extending their services into the home and presented by Rachel Rumbach. Rachel is the owner of Music Therapy Connections, a private practice in central Illinois, and creator of Listen and Learn Music. She hosts Guitars and Granola Bars, a podcast for women who are balancing a passion-filled career with being a mom. Generalization of skills is extremely desirable. This podcast provides several ways music therapists can extend their services outside of the clinic, giving parents the opportunity to continue reinforcing skills learned in music therapy at home. As music therapists, we put copious amounts of effort into planning and preparing for sessions with our young clients. We do all that we can to ensure that our time together is spent working towards specific goals and objectives while still having fun and enjoying the music. We may spend 30, 45, or 60 minutes with our clients once per week or twice if we're lucky. But what about the other days of the week? What measures can we take to help our clients continue to benefit from our services outside of the music therapy clinic. There are several actions I take to make this possible for my early childhood clients. These small steps make a big difference in the impact of music therapy on their young lives. Number one, send the music home with parents. Something I've been doing since the beginning of my career as a music therapist is giving parents hard or digital copies of the songs we use in our sessions. This can be done via a CD, emailing MP3 files, or even sharing a Dropbox folder. Other families prefer providing a USB flash drive on which I can upload new songs. This is a step you can take regardless of whether or not you have polished recordings of your music therapy songs. Even a rough recording made on your iPhone can be a helpful tool. There have been many times when I've made up a song during a session with a client and then recorded it right there on the spot using the Voice Memos app. Just as children enjoy singing with their parents no matter what their musical talent or lack thereof, they can and will benefit from having your recordings available to them at home, even if the quality isn't spectacular. Many of my clients' parents are musically inclined, so in those cases, I'll share chord sheets and sheet music, making it possible for them to play and sing the songs live with their children. Number two, engage with parents during the session. While some parents do sit in with their children during music therapy sessions, some of them don't. Either way, engagement and constant communication is the best way to extend your services outside of the clinic. For those parents who are present in sessions, I like to give a short explanation with every song, activity, and intervention. It's important to make sure you aren't distracting the child or making him or her wait while you talk to the parents. Just a quick sentence will do since they are watching you facilitate as well. You can always recap this information later in your progress note which is something I always do for those parents who are not present in the session. Another way to engage is by touching base with parents before and or after the session. 
This is an opportunity to touch base on the child's progress outside of music therapy, ask about new goals, and receive any input when it comes to session planning. This can all be done electronically, of course, but it's nice to have that face-to-face interaction when possible. Number three, provide video modeling. Having recorded versions of music therapy songs is one thing, but watching a video of those songs in action is a whole different ballgame, especially for parents who do not observe their child's sessions. When you write a new song or prepare a new intervention, take a few extra minutes to run through it on video. Not only will this greatly benefit your client at home, but you'll also have it for future reference when it comes time to use this song or intervention with a different client. And if you have permission from the parent, you might consider video recording the actual session. This can help you assess the client's response and progress objectively, and also serve as a tool for a parent who wants to use a song or intervention at home. I also like to encourage parents to video record the sessions themselves if they're actually present, That way they have that firsthand objective look at how to replicate that song or intervention in the home setting. And number four, put together a resource bank for parents. We all have favorite children's books, musical instruments, websites, artists, movement props, and other resources we use with our clients on a regular basis. Keep a running list and even include links for parents who are interested in gathering and purchasing supplemental materials for their children to have at home. We as music therapists are trained in a way that parents are not, but that doesn't mean we have to limit our services only to that short amount of time we spend with our clients once or twice per week. By taking these steps, your client can potentially benefit from your work every single day. Thanks for listening to this Imagine podcast produced in 2016.